From the wheat fields of the Thumb to the cherry trees on the Third Coast, Michigan grows more than 300 different foods and products that we all enjoy every day. We're on a mission to find every local restaurant, manufacturer, and food company sourcing their ingredients right here in the mitten. And in the process, bridge the gap between the farm and your fork. We want to introduce you to all things Michigan agriculture and food. This is Michigan AF. There are more than 46,000 farms in Michigan, and no two farms are exactly the same. There are some large farms with thousands of head of livestock, others are smaller homestead farms. Farms are located in rural areas like Yale and Conklin, and in urban areas like Detroit and Grand Rapids. Michigan farms are as diverse as the food that are grown on them. Today, I'm joined by Devon Wilson with Sunlight Gardens, an urban farm in Battle Creek, and Angie Jackson, one of our Michigan-grown, Michigan-great ambassadors who's helping me co-host today. Welcome, Angie and Devon. Thank you so much for having us today. Thank you. So I want to get started by Angie asking you a little bit about your experience. So you uh, have been one of our ambassadors this year. Do you want to share some of the things you've been up to? Um, yeah, actually, I had the pleasure of working with you last week over at the Farmer's Market at the Capitol in Lansing. I had so much fun. Um, and I, you know, learning all of the different statistics that just are blowing my mind that I had no idea about. Um, I've also um, introduced, because I'm a master culinary mixologist, known as the Traveling Elixir Fixer, uh, we recently introduced Michigan to some farm to fizz carbonation in the form of soda or pop, whatever you want to call it, um, uh, with uh, St. Steve's out of Mud Lake Farm up in Door, Michigan. And um, I'm working on a couple of other things, but more importantly, I am just thrilled to be here with the podcast with you today. Awesome. That is so great. So as part of our ambassador program, we ask ambassadors to identify uh, individuals that they would like to bring on the podcast. What made you decide that you wanted to bring Devon on to talk about what they're doing at Sunlight Gardens? Well, I first met Devon back in 2015 at Territorial Brewing Company uh, in Battle Creek with Tim and Charles. And we were doing a, um, I believe it was a charity dinner. It was a farm, you know, to table charity dinner. And um, I was there to assist and Devon was there. And we just, I just felt that this was an incredible human being. And um, luckily we're, we're friends on social media. So I was able to see and watch for the past seven years, how much this incredible human is doing out there with small urban farms in the area. Well, I am excited to hear what they're doing as well. So with that, I'm just gonna let you take it away so we can learn a little bit more about Sunlight Gardens Battle Creek. Awesome. Well, I love this. Uh, under normal circumstances, I'd love to be next to me and chatting and we'd be drinking something wonderful that probably came from the garden. Um, so, Devon, tell me, what got you into farming? Hey, so thanks so much for having me on, first of all. Um, and it's just so awesome to catch up with you like this, Angie. Um, and so yeah you know what got me into farming um 
it, it honestly was just doing research on what was in the food that was readily available in my community. So <clears throat> it's kind of a mouthful, but basically I, you know, was a chubby kid going to these stores, trying to eat as much food as I could. And I didn't understand um, what I was eating. I didn't really have much of a relationship with my food. And so I kind of uh, got interested, you know, and, and I guess one of the things that got me interested was honestly seeing a lot of my family go through health problems, diabetes, things like this. I'm like, a lot of these diseases are caused by what people are eating. Um, how can I eat something that's going to, instead of cause me sickness, like actually make me healthy and stuff like that. So um, I went on the internet and just started looking up, Hey, what farm is there farms around? You know, how do I get involved with food production? And um, I actually just went and started volunteering on any farm that I could. And that's basically how I got into it. Long story short. So um, you were volunteering at one particular incredible farm. And I believe if I'm correct, you bought the farm. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, it was definitely a full circle moment, like starting off there, volunteering there. That was when I really first got my hands in the soil. And then to, yeah, in 2020, like two years ago, we bought the we bought that farm property. That is incredible. I, I love that story. And the fact that you volunteered at several farms to get your hands dirty, literally, you know, and to learn, you know, from experienced farmers um, how to take this and teach yourself. Um, because it, I, I don't know if this was, was farming any part of your family at all, or are you the first farmer? So I'm the first farmer. Um, yeah, farming was not a part of my family at all. And, um, at first, my, my family was kind of looking at me weird, like, you want to do farming? Like, <laughs> it was a weird thing, you know? <laughs> it, was, it was out of the ordinary for my Sure, I bet. Well, if there's one thing, there's a statistic out there uh, with Michigan. There are 98% uh, of Michigan farms are family-owned. So you were literally starting this in your family and uh, carrying on with your tradition here. Um, so... I love the urban farm and what is happening, you know, and, you know, I, you know, farms in Michigan, um, if I am correct, m the average farm is about 200 acres, um, give or take a, you know, couple acres here or there. What are you working with right now? So right now we're working with two acres. Um, when I started Sunlight Gardens, we were, we had even less than that. I think we had like half an acre um, and we kind of built our way up, um, started off leasing, things like that. And so, yeah, now we're working with about two acres. It's like a, um, a whole block parcel in a neighborhood. Um, so it's like, it sits on four different streets. Um, so it's, it's definitely not a lot for um like normal, but like a, a, to maybe the average farmer, but I think for urban farming, it's a pretty decent size. It's a pretty decent size. Oh, absolutely. You're, you're spot on. I mean, I've got my little half acre homestead over here and I'm able to grow quite a bit. So on your two acres, I can imagine that you were producing some incredible um, plants, you know, the vegetation, whether it be, you know, herbs. What, what do you primarily grow? Yeah, so we primarily focus on annual vegetables. Um, so we do a lot of 
salad mix, a lot of greens, collard greens, kale. Um, and then we do grow tomatoes, peppers, your kind of summer fruits. Um, so mainly just annual vegetables. We have some herbs. We're starting to plant more uh, perennials like tea and um, looking to add some fruit bushes. We got a couple fruit trees on the farm, but not really enough for production right now. Um, we got a peach tree that it's like it's like our employees favorite, you know what I'm saying, time of year when we got the fresh peaches. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we do we do uh, plan on getting into some fruit, but right now just mainly like annual vegetables. If uh, you had me at collard greens, and if you ever have a collard green cook-off, will you please make sure that I'm invited to that? Because that is like one of my favorite things on the face of the earth. Um, and they are so <laughs> underutilized. And I'm like, you people don't know about collard greens and how good they are. So that that I love that, that you are, you are growing that. So please make sure I'm on that invite list, okay? Okay, I definitely will. You just gave me a great idea. Um, and, and collard greens are definitely like, in our neighborhood, that's a that's a favorite for sure. Like if people always when when those green when those greens gonna be ready. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, one thing that I am just I just you melt my heart with what you are doing with kids out there. Um, can you tell our listeners what you've got going on and how you're you're helping out? You know, not only your community but the littles in your community. Yeah, definitely. So we started developing farm to school programs um and basically the goal with that is just to um introduce farming growing your own food to children at a young age um you know that's when kids are most impressionable right and they are soaking up information like a sponge so kind of figured um that's a great time to get hit get kids in the habit of eating healthy, knowing where their food comes from, being food conscious, right? And so, um, yeah, we go to different schools and we do a number of different programs. And it's, it's, it's almost different with each school, um, but we have developed programs where we basically do full um, from seed to meal. So we show the kid, okay, this is the seed. This is how you grow it. This is the plant. You know, this is how you harvest it. And then this is a healthy snack that you can make with that, um, with that meal. And, um, another thing we do is some, some schools, um, have even allowed us to plant at the school. So they make like a small garden with their kids. It's really popular for like, um, schools that do summer programming and stuff like that. So basically we'll come in, um, plant we'll bring all the plants, we'll bring soil in and we actually do it with the kids. We plant the seeds with the kids teach the kids and the teachers how to take care of it. And then, um, yeah, they grow it and harvest it at the end of the year. And kids love it. Like kids love to get their hands in the soil, watch things that they plant to grow and stuff like that. And it's really cool because um, I think it gives them a new perspective on farming because I am an urban farmer. We do things a little bit differently. So it's cool for them to see okay, every, you don't have to have 200 acres in the country to be a farmer. We could grow this right here and, um, you know, make delicious, nutritious food right up, right where we are right here in the city. So it's um, really rewarding and really fun work for sure. 
Um, so that's so cool that you say that, Devon, because, you know, they say that uh, it's been about an average of seven years since somebody has been has stepped foot on a farm. So what you're really doing, and, and I think that's probably even low, I think it's probably been a lot longer than that for some people. So what you're doing is, is you're bringing these kids out and you're, you know, you're literally showing them, you're making it accessible. Like you're just, you're making, you're making farming so much more accessible for people. And I think that's amazing. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Growing in your you know, two acre urban farm. Do you attend farmers markets at all, or do you pretty much leave the produce available for your community? So we do kind of a hybrid. So we go to the farmers markets. Um, we're not there necessarily every week. We kind of bounce around to different markets, different times of the year, but you can usually catch us at the Battle Creek or the Kalamazoo farmers market um, during some point. Um, and then we're all, we're also in the middle of, um, building a market building on our property. So we want to be able to have, um, a even more direct connection with the community so they can come in right there and pick up produce. Um, so we do, and then we also actually work a lot with nonprofits that are able to buy our produce and redistribute it in the community, sometimes even for free, which is really that's I love being able to do that because it's like then it just makes it more accessible to people to be able to, you know, get some free produce and things like that. So we love working with nonprofits. And honestly, the but I would say almost the majority of what we grow now goes to nonprofits. Um, so we are we have a high demand right now for a lot of food. So we're also expanding our gardens. This year has been a very um, like foundational year almost because. We've been able to build a lot more infrastructure. So we built um, we built one brand new greenhouse and then we completely refurbished three of them that were on the property. So now we'll be able to um, have season extension too, which is really cool. So be able to grow more into the, into the winter and stuff like that to just, you know, really kind of solidify food security for our neighborhood and things like that is the goal. Didn't you recently do something with uh, Kellogg Community College? I believe it was something on the order of uh, fresh uh, food distribution. Is this kind of online of what you uh, what you just mentioned? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely in line with what we mentioned. Um, to be completely honest, that was their program with the food bank. I was just kind of helping them promote that. But we do a very similar program with um, Rise Battle Creek, another nonprofit, um, where, yeah, they essentially the same program. You worked with uh, Michigan State University, too. I believe on the other end, Noel is a Spartan fan. Can you tell us about what you've been rocking with them? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So um, I actually went to the MSU uh, OFTP, the Organic Farmer Training Program. Um, so I went that, I went there the same year that I started Sunlight Garden. So that was super helpful just to give us a lot of background knowledge, um, solidify like our business, the more business uh, accounting and number sides of things, and then also just solidify more growing knowledge. And um, we've also worked a lot with, um, excuse me, MSU Extension. Um, MSU Extension has really been super supportive of us through our, through the whole journey of Sunlight um, with helping us, you know, um, on the, like, uh, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Administrative side of things, helping us a lot with the admin stuff. Um, and just always having our back, being supportive. We won a pitch competition through, um, I believe that was through MSU Extension. Um, and so, yeah, they've, they've definitely been very helpful to us. And it's um, someone I'm proud to work with. You know what I'm saying? It's such a big school, such a big agriculture school. And I'm, you know, hoping to create more bridgeways to help other farmers get involved with programs like that, that maybe don't have exposure to things like that. So definitely appreciative of, of MSU. I'd love to know just personally, kind of, you know, you mentioned that about other people who are wanting to get involved in that program at the organic program. How did you find out about the program? How did you, you know, sign up for it, et cetera, if somebody else was interested in doing that? That's a great question. Um, so as far as how I found out about it, I think um I think I had went to a farming conference and they had like a table at the conference and they were talking about their program. And um, I think the program cost at the, so they've changed it a little bit since I was there. Um, but when I was going there, it cost like $9,000 and we actually, I didn't have $9,000, but we crowdfunded it and um, actually got most of it funded through that, which was amazing. And uh, so I want to say the program is actually now, it was pretty intense when I was in it. It was like, five days a week, eight, eight to 10 hours, um, like for the whole, it was nine months. It was a nine month intensive program. I believe now it's um, almost more shifted to online with maybe some meetings and things like that. So it, it makes it a little bit um, easier for people to still work and do other things while they do the program, which I think is good. Um, and so, yeah, I would encourage anyone to just, um, you know, Google the MSU OFTP. Um, they have a website. You can get the application um, and sign up. I want to say it starts, the classes started in like March. So um, next, you know, 2023, you know, New Year's resolution could be to go, you know, get in that farming course and uh, learn. It's a really good program. Definitely like kickstarted me. And then even just the relationships that you build through that kind of thing is really important in farming. Like, I'm sure you guys know, it's like, Farming is like we all got each other's back and it's a good it's a good network to be in for sure. Uh, lighter side, I love I loved everything that you just said. That was just amazing. Um, I'm one of those that literally I have uh, my dress car hearts and my work car hearts anymore. Um, that's because <laughs> and, and my little half acre farm that I have here at home. I was laughing the other day. I'm like, oh, this is good car heart. It has pockets. No, we don't wear this out in the garden. So um, I love doing it. I this is I just recently started uh, you know gardening and doing my thing, and uh, I have found. And um, that squash seems to be the best that we can do around here. And they are going crazy. Our squash and eggplant out there. Um, what do you, what is your favorite thing to watch grow and crawl all over your. <laughs> Man, I would say um, one of my favorite things. Honestly, I love growing squash too. I love growing squash. Um, we actually, um, sell and eat the, the flowers that come off of the squash the squash flowers are so delicious they're like a uh, it's like a it's actually like a mexican delicacy thing and um you can like put them in a quesadillas it tastes like chicken or so it's so good um so i love growing those and i would say the other thing i really enjoy growing is honestly like um 
collard greens and kale brassicas i really enjoy um i like picking them i don't know i think that's one of the first like harvesting jobs i had was picking kale and collard greens and i still like doing it i don't know i just love picking them off snapping them bunching them up it's like i don't know something it's like a weird farming thing i guess but yeah it's something about it <laughs> i totally get that i understand i think this next year we're gonna actually gonna try a little collard uh, growing a little collard greens around us our, our little our little homestead farm here <laughs> i'm i'm with you on that um um anything you want to add to us you know one of the things that i've noticed too um you know our statistics in michigan for minority farms owned is is not really high yeah um and i love the fact that you are you know you're forging a path here you know you're you're going to be an inspiration to a lot of kids out there and um what what can what can we do um what can we do to increase that what can we do to help um yeah no i appreciate i really appreciate you bringing that up and that that definitely is the idea is to um make more you know farmers of color and and introduce it as um you know a, a career choice and a lifestyle in a way and um you know i think the national statistic is like out of the two million plus farms in America, there's only like 1.4% of those that's owned by black or mixed race people. Um, so that's a very low number. Like you said, it's a very low number. And so, um, you know, I think, you know, basically what I'm trying to do, I don't, you know, is really just, um, you know, broad portray farming in a different way, portray farming in a different way. And, um, honestly make it cool make it fun you know and, and kind of introducing it to kids at a young age and um you know showing showing a different side of farming because gr like growing stuff and farming is so amazing and i mean you can do so much stuff with with fresh ingredients right i mean even even angie what you do with drinks you know like bringing a drink to life through fresh produce um eating healthy and making it just taste so delicious by partnering with local chefs and um things like that i mean one of the events that we we did it last year and we're actually um doing some fundraising to hopefully do it again this year it was uh we called the sunlight gardens sunlight gardens block party and basically we brought four different local restaurants um to the farm hooked them up with some fresh ingredients you know and had them make meals fresh, healthy meals. Um, and then we also had, you know, uh, cooking demos. We had music performers. We had artists painting. We had bounce houses. So basically a party that's, but it's kind of almost centered around fresh food. And so we let people come and try the food for free. So all the food is free. You can get, you can go up to all the vendors, try every one of them. And um, this is kind of our, our goal with this is to help build help people build their relationship with food in the way that they want to help them try things that normally they might not go out of their comfort zone and try, but Hey, it's free. It's fresh. And sometimes, and what we found is a lot of people that tried it, loved it. Like there was kids coming up. Um, there was a noodle lady and she had, you know, her, uh, umami ramen, very, very popular restaurant here in battle Creek. And, um, she had some noodles out and she had noodles, meat and vegetables, fresh vegetables. And, at first, the kids are coming up. I just want the noodles and the meat. Don't give me any vegetables. So 
she's like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to put them on the side though. You don't got to touch them. I'm just going to put them over here on the side. So they end up trying them. And then the next time they come up, it's like, oh, I want the, like, yeah, I want everything. Like put everything in there. They want the veggies too. So it's things like that, that I think can help with, with that. Um, and honestly, that's just what I'm trying to do too, is like you said, create new pathways. Um, you know, we're working with the USDA, we're working with Kellogg's, we're working with um, some of these big corporations to just kind of like, honestly, blaze a path and show like, anybody can do this. And it really is a viable career. Um, it's fun. It it's, makes you healthy. It's like, oh, it's a lifestyle. You know what I mean? And so I think, uh, you know, that's that's kind of the idea is just to keep going. Hopefully, you know, as we kind of just keep trailblazing Blake, and, and doing our thing, it um, creates opportunity for other people to get involved and branch off in their own way. And we're kind of creating this. Um, it's like exciting. I feel like all every urban farmer right now is almost a more new thing. You know, I mean, obviously people have been growing food since the beginning of time, but it's like going back to this urban way of farming. And I feel like we're all kind of like pioneers of this movement. So it's really cool to just be shaping it and watch it grow. It's like it's like a plant in itself, like just watching this tree kind of grow and bloom is awesome. I love that. And you know what? I would love to come to that and I would love to show people how to, you know, drink fresh. Absolutely. I'll never forget. Uh, I had taught a class for some littles. And I taught them how to make um, blueberry lavender lemonade. And there is something so magical to see these little hands with a citrus press, you know, you know, squeezing lemons, you know, taking the blueberry lavender syrup, you know, and, and the lime and the lemonade. And I will never forget this little, he, he drank half of it and then wanted a cover for his drink. And I said, you know, are you okay? Did you like your drink? And he goes, he looked at me and he said, I love my drink so much that I want to save half of it for my mom when she picks me up. <laughs> and I, I, I talk about bringing, I mean, melt your heart, you know? I mean, so if you do that, you need to count me in. I'm there. I'm going to be uh, showing people how to, how to drink the wild, so to speak, you know, <laughs> and uh, have a wonderful time at it. Um, anything you want to add, you know, while we're sitting here, you know, kind of, you know, wrapping up just a couple minutes, you know, what would you like our listeners to know most about what is going on with you? Yeah, no, so um, definitely, that's, that's going to be awesome. Let's definitely do that. I'll definitely uh, be in touch. We usually do it like middle of September, so I'll definitely be in touch with you. Okay, plan on that, and if you have a collard green cook-off, I need to be a judge on that, okay, please? <laughs> I, I mean, that I need to be there, you know, I mean, regardless. Here, just take all of my money now. <laughs> <laughs> no, boss, that's going to be epic. Oh, <laughs> um, so... Yeah, I mean, no, this has been really awesome. I really appreciate you guys having me on and for the really cool questions. Um, I think, you know, just can share a little bit of, about the vision, what we kind of got coming up. So we're going to be getting into um, event hosting. So um, we're going to be hosting. We have our first wedding booked for next year. We're going to be doing more like farm to table dinners, um, just trying to create a more affordable venue for people to celebrate and uh, a really beautiful place for people to be able to come and gather and, and enjoy local food, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I would just say 
be on the lookout for that. Um, if people want to check us out, um, I'm pretty active on my Instagram. I don't know, you know, uh, my Instagram is Devon Grow Wilson. Three words, Devon Grow Wilson. Um, and then on Facebook, you can look me up uh, our Sunlight Gardens page on Facebook. Um, and then our website is sunlightgrow.com. Um, so website is still kind of under construction, but we will be posting a lot of our stuff on there. If people want to ever rent out our venue or figure out how to get involved with stuff, um, we're going to eventually try to even have um, like information, eBooks, things, how to grow, how to grow for yourself, try to just, you know, create like a resource for urban farming and gardening. Um, so yeah, I think um, besides that, I appreciate you guys having me on and um, really um, look forward to, you know, just continuing this Michigan great produce thing that we got going on. It's, it's a, it's a great scene to be in. <laughs> Devon, you are a true Michigan grown, Michigan great, incredible human. I mean, you, you, you were, you know, you were, you were grown here in Michigan and you are just oh, have incredible roots and you just keep growing. And then all of your different, um, you know, you're just, you're just amazing at what you're doing. You just keep rocking. And I, I look forward to working with you again very soon, my friend. Most definitely. Me too, Angie. I'm, re I'm ready to try some of those drinks. That lemonade sounds bomb. <laughs> yeah, I think that you would really dig on that one. I mean, we, we can certainly pair up some wonderful food to go along with that. And, uh, you know, it's just it's it's just a smile and a cup. Well, Angie, I think you said it best. Um, you know, just it's such been such a pleasure to be able to talk to you today, Devon. And just thank you for joining us on the podcast and sharing what you're doing at Sunlight Gardens. I'm excited to watch it continue to grow and flourish and, and see how you add things to it. So thank you. And thank you, Angie, for helping to co-host the podcast. And thank you for being such an amazing ambassador for Michigan agriculture. So when it comes to agriculture in Michigan, there is no limit to the cool and unique stories to be shared about farmers and the food grown here, like Devon and Sunlight Gardens. And this podcast will continue to scour the state to find them and share those stories with you. As always, thank you for listening and come back soon to explore more food, drinks, and people that are Michigan AF. The Michigan AF Podcast is a project of the Michigan Ag Council and the Michigan Grown, Michigan Great campaign. We are a coalition of farmers and agribusinesses committed to providing the best possible foods and products for our neighbors, communities, and the state we all love. To hear more podcasts and to learn about Michigan's agriculture diverse sector, visit michigangrown.org.